0: Welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and we have a very special guest with us today. His name is Phil Lenson, and he's a programmer, designer, and photographer from Germany. And he is using AI and Photoshop to create fever dreams. With his most recent posting of some AI murder mysteries that have really taken over X. Why don't we hear about his journey with AI in the creative process?
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify
0: Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. That's great.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Well, we try to keep these interviews within 20 minutes, so let's get right into it. Phil, let's talk about your most recent creations, which have been these AI murder mysteries. Can you explain to the audience what they are since this is a podcast?
1: Yeah, so basically, these are zoom pictures, but uh, think of an infinite zoom. So let's say you have a classical whodunit scene in a mansion, you have four suspects standing in front of you, and there's a corpse lying on the ground, unfortunately. And you just get the first picture and you don't really understand anything that's going on, nor would you be able to solve the case. But then the second picture will start to be the first clue in the form of a zoom picture. So you get a zoom into the first picture, let's say the pocket of one of the suspects, and you get a, a such a close zoom that you can even read the text message on the phone inside the pocket. Um, and then this continues for a few more images until you actually understand there's a whole um, backstory revolving around that uh, first picture, which looked innocently enough. And if you put the clues together, you can sort of see, um, okay, who's Who's the murderer? Uh, what's, uh, what's the alibi of some of the others? What's the motivation of the murderer? How did it happen? Um, and an especially fascinating part of this uh, Zoom is that it might reveal something that kind of um, inverts the meaning of the image that you originally saw. As an example, and this is kind of a spoiler for one of the mysteries, um, uh, one of the ladies in the picture turns out to be a cyborg, <laughs> but you don't see that on the first glance, on the first image. But then if you go back to the first image, you can actually like manually zoom in a bit and you can see, okay, the clue was there. I just didn't see it on the, on the first image. So that's kind of the, the fascination of these murder mysteries.
0: Oh, man, they, they are very cool. I have to admit to the audience and to yourself, I, I don't haven't really uh, completed one. I had to use the spoilers because I'm not very good at those whodunits. But they were so much fun to look at. How, how did you come up with the idea? Like, What was the real inspiration behind uh, creating those?
1: Yeah, so a bit of backstory, I've been doing AI images for one year now, and I'm doing it like eight to 10 hours every day. So I put out a lot of images, and that's a lot of time to sort of play with different concepts and see what what sticks and what doesn't stick with, uh, with the audience. And one thing I noticed recently is that I put in more and more detail into the AI images, because I use Photoshop to edit them. And in Photoshop, you can have this little AI feature called generative Fill where you can add objects, so I was adding more and more uh, objects into my images and more and more backstory, um, so, so basically I think of a short story and then I turn it into an image, but I noticed that people didn't really see the details because let's say on a mobile phone you can't really see all the details that I put into the story, so it was kind of lost um, to people and yeah that made me sad so i said okay why not just zoom into all the details of the story and through the zoom kind of have a narrative uh, arc um kind of like uh, in, includes uh, this includes twists uh, and um, and twist endings sort of through the zooming in so yeah basically i figured okay let, let's make the narration um official and public and push people towards it using the zoom pictures and so i tried it and the response was slightly overwhelming, so there was like um, like a million views here, a million views there, depending on the network, and that, that's kind of unusual. <laughs> it, it, so I, it was really <laughs> cool.
0: I, I have to admit. I mean, I saw there was like over a million views, and I went, "What is everyone talking about this stuff?" And <laughs> then as you go into it, you're like, "Man, this is actually pretty fun." So I and what a cool concept too. I mean, these are things that you know a year ago. You couldn't really do with the technology at the time because it, it, you know, it'd create, there'd be a ton of editing to go into it with six fingers and very blurred images. But where we're at now, you can get at least a pretty crisp picture and then go into editing it just a little bit to clean it up a little bit more so the technology has really come forward and and I love these little ideas of hey let's create a little murder mystery of who done it and you can just keep making more and doing different scenarios and stuff so I, I really really enjoy it
1: Now, yeah and, and just to add I mean what you say is absolutely true this this kind of story is only possible through uh, through the usage of certain three different tools which are so brand new that I Like, I literally couldn't have done this half a year ago. Um, One of the tools is called Magnific AI, and it's a magnifier. And it's not just a magnifier or an upscaler. It's actually adding details through the prompt that you use when upscaling. And this, like, this blows up the creative uses. You can basically take a a base image created with any AI generator and then blow it up and add, like, a totally new meaning to the image. So this is kind of... um, this is kind of another reason how these uh, it started.
0: Yeah, I, that, and that's one I haven't really taken a look at in the audience. We, we've talked a little bit about it, but I haven't dug too deep into it. So you give me a, a good idea for a next segment of, hey, let's take a look at Magnific <laughs> AI in there so that I appreciate that. Um, what, what do you think is the most difficult part in creating these AI images uh, in, in, in just in general?
1: So there's many challenges, but the biggest one is probably prompt understanding, at least Mm -hmm. for me, because um, I have a story in mind and kind of a a vision of the end result, and then I try to basically push all the AI tools that I have towards that result, Um, which means uh, if I have a complex composition in mind... um, uh, I, I need to go to the best tool and then try a lot in that best tool. Mm. And it's very difficult to, um, to have a specific prompt then actually be uh, rendered by the AI. So the current best tool on the market for me in terms of prompt understanding is Dolly Free, mm-hmm. um, like hands down in its own league. Um, but even then, I, I like to think of it as a table onto which you put objects. So you have a table that is very small, and it can hold maybe three or four objects. And this is your prompt, right? So maybe you have a, a maybe you have a horse in the prompt and an astronaut and a sunset and a horizon. But then you try then you try a fifth thing, let's say a, a bottle of water. Then the first one will fall off the table. So okay, you now have a bottle of water and an astronaut and a horizon <laughs> in your image, but not uh, I don't know uh, the sunset anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of like You have a small table of understanding, which is the AI, and you try to put as many things um, on the table as possible. So that's a huge challenge. Um, The the big help here, the big savior is Photoshop Generative Fill, which Mm -hmm. is another AI. Um, Some of you may have tried it. Some of you may have heard of it. It's called Firefly. But basically in Photoshop, you just select an area, you enter a new word like sunset, and it will then seamlessly integrate it into the picture. So that means your table, so to speak, your composition canvas is basically infinite. You can add as much as you want. Um, The quality is a bit lower than DALI, but you can still kind of get the message across.
0: Yes, I I would agree with you with the generative fill for Firefly. I I reviewed that I think it was six, six seven months ago when it first came out, and I I was I gave it a pretty scathing review at the to begin with, and I've told the audience this. They those of you who have listened for a long time, you'll know this, but I remember giving it a pretty down review, going it's not that good, but. I've mm-hmm. revisited it since then and it's done a great job from that there. So mm-hmm. I, I got to commend Adobe for really updating that. But again, we're talking six months ago, you know, this, the technology was still brand new. So I, I, I agree with you that the Firefly generative fill has really helped me out when creating as well. Something I did want to touch on though, that made me laugh as you were talking about prompt understanding and how you put a prompt in, right. And then it doesn't come up with exactly the idea that you had in mind. And I find it funny that we've gotten to the point where you type in a prompt, it creates this incredible image from n- basically nothing. And we still, as humans go, man, that's not what I wanted. You know, that that's not exactly what I wanted. And I, I, I find myself uh, taking a pause going, this thing just created something from nothing. It didn't get it exact, but it was at least semi close. Oh right? yeah. So I, I find myself yeah. pausing like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, as soon as the new tool is released, you immediately get used to the new uh, increased uh, baseline, and you immediately start to like try more and more from that new baseline. Yep. So it's kind of incredible. Like, um, like the things I'm kind of complaining now in Dali 3, they are like 10 times better than w- what we had a year ago. So yep. um, it's <laughs> it's um. complaining from from a luxury of. of great
0: AI. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I remember, Dolly, when it first came out, how blurry the images were, right? You could tell it was uh-huh. AI. And now, I mean, if you're not in the AI space, there's a lot of images out there that you're thinking, boy, if I didn't know, that that would be very close to real. And some of them, I mean, I'll be scrolling on on X all the time, and I'm, I'm thinking, all these are AI generated, except for a few of these. And I, I have to think to myself, that's pretty incredible. So, I got another one here. You had mentioned a couple tools here. You know, Firefly with the generative fill, Magnific AI. What if you had a power rank your top three AI tools that you're used using and creating? Can you power rank those for us? Like, what are the top three you couldn't survive without right now?
1: Yeah, so my my top three are are Dali, uh, Magnific AI, and Photoshop. So uh, those are always uh, used in my work. Um, Magnific AI is almost like a, a coat that you put on 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 wood or something. It's like uh, it, it can give uh, texture and and um, kind of like a layer uh, of perfection, and it can make a semi realistic image super realistic. So if you take a normal Dali image, you turn it through Magnific. It suddenly becomes a photograph, right? Right. So that's that's super useful. And um, there's one tool that I actually use the most, and um, I kind of made it myself. It's called Power Dali, and it's uh, it's a little program that runs locally, and it's also available on GitHub for anybody. Uh, so it's public, and it's it's directly accessing the Dali API, and it's working a bit more like a chat or like a mid-journey where you can just Um, have 10 generations at the same time, for example, and then adjust the prompt while the 10 generations are generating, adjust the prompt and generate 10 more. So in the time that I talk to ChatGPT to get a DALI image, I can get 20 in Polar DALI. So this is uh, super useful um, for my work because I have very specific style requirements for my image base. Um, Even though I can edit in Photoshop, I need a great base image so um, on on a good day, I get through uh, 400 images to generate a single result that I'm happy with. So uh, that, that's wow. kind of uh, it's not the average, but it can it can happen um, because I'm very I'm a bit perfectionist when it comes to the, the images. So um, yeah, I use PowerDali a lot. Um, a big big warning: you have to pay the OpenAI API to use it. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, and that's a huge downside it's very pricey not okay. because i make any money from the tool but because openai makes money from api right.
0: use right interesting yeah well you'll have to send me that link i'd love to take a look at at least uh-huh. promo uh-huh. it for for all the audience out there to check out because that is something that if you're really looking into especially with a creator like phil over here is creating fantastic work that might be something you guys want to get into so we'll definitely get the link for that Uh, as well. And it's funny, you rank the three, you know, the three power rank, your three tools, and they were all three, the ones that we had talked about. So uh, those are the ones you do love. So I can appreciate that. Now, uh, next question, can you give us a peek into what you're creating next? Do you have anything exciting coming down the line? Or is this very much, hey, I'm just going off the fly daily here?
1: Yeah, I'm very very spontaneously and and daily, and I don't plan too far ahead. Just just so I can grab whatever is the latest AI tool and see if I can use it for my storytelling, basically. So that's that's how I quickly started to use Magnific AI, for example, um, because I'm, I'm kind of like very receptive to the news on the AI scene and try to get this into my work. However, I, I really look forward to more character consistency in in all the image generators because I want to tell longer stories. And right now it's very difficult because your uh, protagonist basically doesn't have the same face in every uh, panel, so how, how long can your story be, right? Um, th- there's some tricks uh, where you can sort of work towards character consistency, but it's sometimes a bit difficult, and there are also storytelling ways to avoid it. For example, you can have a first-person narration, right? So you just see the hands of the uh, protagonist. I did that a lot. But those tend to get old after a while, so um, I really hope for for a way where you can just tell the AI okay, this is my protagonist and this is the enemy, and this is uh, i don 't know uh, this is what his family looks like this is what his living room looks like right so you want consistent scenes and consistent yes. architecture you want the office to look the same every in every panel and then the then the the image generator understands this, memorizes it, and then on top of that, you just tell your story. You just say, "Okay, Dave will now go to his office, and um, and it will look like Dave, whatever whatever you made Dave look like." So once that happens, um, a huge number of people, including me, will create long, long stories. And this is this is amazing if you think about it. Like um, we we will have comic narrations. We will have um, hopefully video narrations, like short short films, maybe long films. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is crazy (laughs) when this will come.
0: I think you hit a point there too with character consistency because I think that's a big issue right now. In in uh, the, the space, because you create a character and it says, hey, repeat this character or make him do this. And all of a sudden the character looks completely different. So I, I can definitely hear you on that. I, that's the first time I've heard someone say character consistency like that. So that does seem to be something new. And I, I wonder if it is something newer, too, because we're getting to the point in the technology phase where it's getting so good. That you're starting, to, like you said, want to form more long form scenes. It's not just, "Hey, I created this character. Look, this is pretty cool." It's, "Hey, I created this character, and I want to make a 20 minute short story with them." And so that's where we're getting to with the technology. And these are the, I guess you could say, aches and pains as the technology is improving because you want to do more with it. You know, so that is that's a very good point, and I, I definitely hear you on that w- with what you say. Now, moving forward what is something in your past that you've created that didn't get a ton of recognition, but you thought, man, I really liked making that. I'm surprised it didn't, it didn't take off as much as it did.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I have a lot of viewers on, let's say Reddit or Twitter at times, but then I tried to turn it into a book All my AI art, um, try to take the best, uh, uh, stories, uh, that i that i did actually that i did along with chat gpt because i had a series where chat gpt was kind of was kind of authoring the stories and i called the book ChatGPT gpt tells everything so it's about basically the future the past love and life and all the questions that you might have in this universe and um, it's like 300 pages full of the stories that took off on reddit already but then I guess interest in a book is like a whole different—it's uh, a whole different game—and I might not be very good at uh, pointing people towards the Amazon link or something. So um, I really enjoyed doing that book and. It's got three ratings. They're all five stars. What can I say? And I didn't sell <laughs> anything. But maybe who knows.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I love that, though. Like, you know, sometimes <laughs> you create a work of art and you think, man, this is going to take off. And then it's like, OK, you know, that's how that, that's the creative process, I guess. Right. Things you didn't. Yeah. Things you didn't think would take off did and things you did, you know, didn't. So uh, uh, side note there. That's Yeah,
1: for sure. And I can understand like um, clicking on a Reddit link or a Twitter link is very different than ordering a book so I can understand
0: (laughs) right right I I get that too I get that too well Phil we're running into the 20 minute time frame that I try and keep our interviews here too so I'll I'll end it here I really appreciate you coming on can you tell can you tell everyone how to get in touch with you how to follow you where to follow you and everything so people listening here can can follow you and just keep track of what you're doing
1: yeah, thanks. So all my social links are on aiandart.club. So that's one word, aiandart, and then .club, C-L-U-B.
0: And fantastic and we will i I will also link his twitter and reddit and everything on there so you can take a look at some of the other stuff that he's been doing so with that phil we really appreciate it we will let you get to it and i will take us out to your team we hope you had a great day today thank you for listening to the interview have a great weekend and we will catch you on the next episode thanks again phil
1: thank you bye-bye